Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, and today we're doing our 242nd devotional. Um, I've taken a few weeks off just because we had vacation and had other things that I was working on as well, but uh, as we get started again, uh, we're going to be looking at more of a Christmas theme for the next couple of weeks, uh, the week before Christmas and the week after. I think that's not a bad thing. And then uh, in the new year, we'll get back into uh, our character studies. Uh, we'll still be doing character studies, but um, we'll do them over the characters that we find uh, in the Christmas story. So I hope this will be uh an encouragement to you and I hope it'll be fun. Uh, I just noticed also that uh, with the devotionals that we've been doing, uh, we've had over a thousand people listen to them. So thanks so much for joining in and listening. Uh, it's not a thousand different people listening. It's a thousand uh, episodes that were listened to. Um, so um, I, I probably didn't say that right, uh, but We've had a thousand listens, so um, that's a good thing. Uh, just keep passing it along to your friends. And if you think this is a help to, to anyone else, just pass it on to someone else. And uh, we sure appreciate that. But today, as we get started and we start looking at this, um, I'm looking at uh, the birth of Christ. And, and I'm reminded in Galatians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, it says this, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth a son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. So thinking of this, that Christ came in the fullness of time. Uh, how did this happen? Well, the first people, person that I want us to focus on uh, is the first person in the story in Luke that we see is Zacharias. Who was Zacharias and, and what's going on with him? Um, Zacharias was a priest and he was uh, offering up incense. He was uh, in a certain course. And uh, some people have tried to use this to uh, determine when Christ was actually born. I don't know that you can do that so easily, um, but uh, I'm not going to try to get into that. I'm not the the best person for that, but I do find it interesting. We find uh, Zacharias uh, had a conversation with an angel. We assume uh, it was Gabriel. I didn't see that he named himself, but uh, maybe I overlooked something today as I was going through it. But I love how Zacharias responds here, and then we'll get into what what we want to learn from Zacharias. In, in Luke chapter 1, verse 18, it says this, and Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am old, for I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. So, as we look at this, um, what happened? What's going on here with Zacharias? And what can we learn from it? So, well, Zacharias, he was in the right place, doing the right thing. Uh, he was in the temple, he was offering up incense. It was uh, his course, it was his time. Um, 
the lot had fallen to him. God had put him at the right place at the right time, and he was doing the right thing there. That's always something important to notice and to, to be aware of. Um, but he was where he was supposed to be. He was righteous. Uh, the Bible says that he walked in the commandments of the Lord, and, and he was doing the priestly things that he was supposed to be doing. He wasn't slough, uh, slacking off anywhere here. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. Uh, then he gets approached. Now, they had been offering up these prayers for years, hundreds of years, and all of a sudden, he has an angel standing there, um, and, and it's interesting because uh, tradition has it, if I understood this right, that this is where God would stand, and now the angel is standing there. It must have shocked him uh, for that to happen, but the angel approaches him and says, gives him some instructions. Uh, he tells him that his his prayers have been heard, that he and his wife will have a son, and he is to name him John. Uh, he's supposed to be the forerunner. Uh, he's also told that this, his son is not to drink wine or strong drink. And we assume in that instruction that uh, he was also supposed to instruct his wife not to drink wine or strong drink while she was carrying his son so that he could... Uh, fulfill the requirements of a Nazarite. If you'll remember, uh, Samson, uh, his father, his mother and father were given similar instructions. But what was his response when he hears this, what he's supposed to do? Uh, how's this going to happen? I'm old and my wife is old. Uh, what What's going on here? Well, he lost sight of what he should be focusing on. What he should have been focusing on was the instruction that God had given to him, the, the new information that God had given to him to do. You're going to have a son, name him John, and he, here's just some, keep doing what you're doing, but don't do this while he is in the house. Um, but he lost focus. When he responds to the angel, what does he say? I'm old. He stopped and he focused on his disability. He's not young enough to do what he thinks needs to be done here. Um, it's just that's typical of us as men. We don't think we're up to the task because we've waited too long. Uh, we're old now. And, and so he makes that argument. But then he does something too that kind of reminds me of what Adam did back when God asked him what he had done, eating the fruit. And Adam blamed his wife. Here, Zacharias, he says, and my wife is well stricken in years. And when I saw this today, I just comically thought to myself, maybe this is why God stopped his mouth. <laughs> Don't speak about her age. Don't bring it up. I'm going to work with her the way that I want to work with her. And if you focus on the negative, it's not going to get done the way it needs to be done. So his mouth gets stopped. He's not allowed to focus on her disability uh, or her age. Or I just find that funny how God stops his mouth. You're not going to be able to speak until this is accomplished. And um, 
because he had his mouth stopped, it seems to me it's interesting that uh, he did have the opportunity to stop and to focus on what needed to be focused on. Uh, he, he, when we find him later speaking, uh, you find the first thing that he does, he writes out his name is John. Uh, when they get ready to name his son, they want to name him Zacharias after his father. And Zacharias stopped, well, uh, his wife, Elizabeth, she stopped him first. And Zacharias, she said, his name is John. And they said, no, let's ask his father. And he said, he wrote out his name as John. And that's when his mouth got opened. And, and that's interesting. As soon as his mouth was opened, then he started praising God for the salvation that he had brought. And, and so as we look at him and we consider what God did with him, uh, what can we learn from him and how can we apply that to our lives? Well, first off, um, we can learn that we need to be doing the right thing at the right time. Uh, if God has given us something to do, we need to do it. There are some basic things that God has given to us to do. Uh, reading the word of God is something that he's given us to do. We're to study to show ourselves approved. Uh, he's given us churches to go to. He said, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. Uh, we're supposed to do that. Uh, he said, we're not supposed to ignore the tithe. Christ said that. Uh, he said, we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're supposed to be witnesses. Uh, there are just certain things that we know we're supposed to do. Uh, and we should be doing those on a regular basis and doing those to the best of our ability. And oftentimes we lose focus of that uh, and start doing something totally different uh, because we have lost focus. Uh, but uh, we see that with Zacharias, he stayed focused on what he was supposed to do. But uh, when we get new insight into what God wants us to do, oftentimes that insight will scare us because it will be greater than what we think we can do. And, and I'm often reminded of this, that God loves to take weak people and stretch them beyond their breaking point. That way other people know God did it and not you, not us as individuals. He loves to take people with reading disabilities and make them pastors. He loves to take people that uh, don't have a whole lot of talent uh, speaking and put them in front of crowds. He loves to take people that stutter and put them in front of crowds. Uh, it's it just, it's amazing to see what God loves to do with us if we're just willing to be used of him. Um, and then I notice oftentimes it is best to keep our mouth shut when we don't know the, or when we don't have the right focus. Uh, James chapter 1 verse 19 tells us this, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Um, that's just not our world right now. We love to speak up and we love to show people that we're so mad about something. Uh, we need to slow down sometimes and just shut our mouth and be quiet and wait on God and, and listen for him. Listen to what he wants us to do. Uh, the last thing that I'll point out here is uh, when we know what we are supposed to do, we need to do it to the best of our ability. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, it says this, And, where, and whatsoever ye do, 
do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Um, whether we're serving in a church or whether we're doing schoolwork or whether we're doing um, a job, whatever we find to do, whatever way we find to glorify God, we need to do it to God's uh, glory and not for men, not to be seen of men. Um, it, it should be for God's glory, uh, whatever we do. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. And, and I hope that's something maybe you can learn from Zacharias and, and maybe something fun to think about. Uh, God stopping his mouth when he brings up his wife's age. Uh, maybe God wouldn't have stopped his mouth when he says, I'm old. I don't know that I can do this. God might have said, you know, you're fine. But when he brings up, and my wife is well stricken in age, then he stops his mouth. He says, nope, you said enough. Uh, so uh, try not to be like him in that sense, but try to be like him in the fact that he did what he was supposed to do and that he did it to the best of his ability. And we find that his words were recorded in scripture that he praised God for his salvation. So I hope that's a help to you. Thank you so much for joining with us. And until the next time, auf Wiederhören.